Hello, my name is Stephen Smith, the owner of 3Pi Squared, and this is the ABA Business Leaders Podcast. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you a little bit about our membership program. 3Pi Squared has helped over 700 ABA practices start up and expand. Our membership has over 45 hours of content from experts in the fields of law, accounting, diversity and inclusion, childhood development, mindfulness, business development, HIPAA compliance, marketing and branding, billing, and more. We also have discounts on things like our 3Pi Squared handbooks, professional liability insurance, background checks, HIPAA compliant email, contacts, calendars, and cloud storage. The membership also includes 33 CEUs, live Ask Us Anything events where you can come on and ask your questions as you're going through the program. And in our app, you can also add anonymous questions and get your answers. To learn more about the membership, please go to our website, www.3pisquared.com and click on ABA Business Leaders. And now let's get to the episode. We're just going to talk about getting ready for an Optum audit. We've gotten a lot of questions recently about, um, about this process and, um, you know, it seems like a very overwhelming, um, challenging kind of thing. And people come to us thinking, well, do I even want to get in network with them? Um, but it's really not that bad if you have the right tools. And um, so that's what we're going to kind of go through. That's why like, we help. Yeah, how we can help um, get you the tools and the support that you need to go through it. Because it does seem overwhelming. But the good news about it is it's kind of overwhelming because you actually have information and you know what to do, right? So... Mm-hmm versus kind of flying yeah. by the seat of your pants, right? Yeah. yeah. And so that's kind of a, it's like a double thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's overwhelming, but yeah, you know you have everything that you, like, your need. Your expectation is spelled out. Correct, right? yeah. And my my previous experience was, a, I was an engineer for many years, and we did a lot of um, auditing, external auditing, internal auditing. And so I actually like this. I mean, it's, I don't know, maybe some people think that's crazy, but like at least gives you a good sense of where you're at. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it can be very helpful. Um, and what I normally tell my customers, the Optimod is the, is the start. It's not the end, right? right it's it's yeah. your beginning point mm-hmm. of, of putting systems in place. But yeah. I personally think it's a great a great um, system, and I'm yeah. glad that they do it, to be honest. It, yeah, it, yeah, it's nice. Um, so, yeah, so we're just going to – it's kind of casual. We're just going to – like, we we're always casual, but uh, we're going to go through. We've got, like, some information prepared. I've got some questions, like, that we – um, that I'll be kind of asking Stephen throughout the podcast, like as like there are a lot of questions that we get, and, and so, but please um, feel free, like Stephen said, um, put any questions in the comments if you're watching live um, and join in um, the conversation. We'll answer stuff as we can, and yeah, I'm just looking to see if I can even see the comments. Okay, you good? Yeah, I think so. Um, so yeah, I guess we. All right, we're ready. Get started, yeah. Okay. Oh, and uh, for people who aren't watching, 
this yes, live who yes, are listening. Right. So in the details of the podcast, in the description of the podcast, we're going to be sharing a link to the live video because a lot of this is like we're going to be looking at the Optimata checklist and we're going to be looking at our handbooks. So it's going to be a lot of visuals. Um, I'll do my best to describe it, I mean, but it's yeah, <laughs> some I, of it's undescribable. I feel so. like it will be like it will be odd, like verbal enough that yeah. like you'll get the gist of it without. So don't worry about like if you just have time to listen. I yeah. think you'll get yeah. uh, what you need from it. But then if you do want to go back and kind of like take a peek at some of the things that we're showing, then you can do that by clicking that link. All right, so. The, the way Optum works, and you'll see this, like Kaiser also has an in-network audit. Some Medicaid, um, um, state Medicaid have in-network audits as well. Um, so the process really has two options. So, and typically it's going to depend on if you are in-home or clinic. Now, there, there, <laughs> there'll be ways to break these rules, but let, we'll go down this road and then I'll tell you when it doesn't happen this way. Um, so typically, if you're just in home, Optum will do a like what they call, I guess, is a desk audit. So basically, it's they're going to email you um, these these sheets um, and we're going to go through them. So there, there are two sheets. There's an, a record tool and an agency tool. And in total, there are 122 items that they score. So the, where you wanna be is somewhere between 90 and 100. Uh, I believe if you are between 80 and 90, they will pass you, but um, they're gonna wanna re-audit you in, uh, I think it's three months. Um, so we, we really wanna get as close to 100 as possible. Um, and again, some of these, especially if you're doing just in-home, some of the questions on their check sheets or checklists are not going to be applicable to you and we'll go over some of those. Um, and then the other route is if you do have a clinic, then they're going to want to come to your clinic. Now, since COVID, this has changed. So like we were working with one company where they were doing a Kaiser audit and that they said, we're going to come out to your agency and they went back and forth and they canceled and rescheduled. And then they finally just said, you know, we're not going to do it. So I don't know if that's staffing issues, if there's still some hesitancy around, you know, because of COVID, but it seems that not all like not all in person um, audits are actually happening. So that's just something to note. Now with Kaiser in particular, when we went through their audit, audit you know, and this is what, uh, eight years ago, nine years ago now, um, we, we only had in-home and they still came to our home, which is our physical address, and they, they performed the audit and you know they were still looking for things that we thought wouldn't be needed, like employment posters, they wanted them on the wall. So like sometimes Medicaid and Kaiser will still come to your home and want to do this in-network audit. So that's just something to be aware right. of. Right. Well, and then when we changed to uh, a couple of years later when yep. we opened up like a clinic um, and we had that like office clinic setting outside of our home where they originally came, then they... Um, they redid it. They redid it. Correct. They came out to see. Correct. So, yeah. So, there, I mean, you know, it just kind of depends on... There's some variability there like in 
depending on what company, what insurance or payer you're working with. Yeah. And, and it does matter about the auditor too, and right? the auditor, so, yeah. So it, it can depend. But typically, if you're doing in-home, um, especially with Optum, it's just going to be through email. So they're going to email you the, the two sheets that we're going to go over. And then they're going to say, okay, you have two weeks to send us all of this information. So my goal is to anybody listening and watching this is that please don't wait until they send you <laughs> that notice. So I get a lot of emails and consults about, hey, Stephen, I just got the notification that they're they're wanting this in-network audit. I've got two weeks to do it. I actually, it was two weeks, a uh, week and a half ago. And so now I need, to, I need to get these, all these documents in place. How do I do it? So if you know you're going to go in-network with Optum, Kaiser, um, just know that there's an in-network audit and we need to get um, get that in place as soon as possible. So typically what I'm doing is I'm saying, okay, let's get everything together to send in our applications. And then once the applications are in, we have to focus on these audits, getting your policies and procedures in place. So like I said, there are two checklists that they're gonna send you. One is the ABA record tool and one is the agency tool. So we're gonna go over to those right now. So on my screen up right now, I have the agency tool. And so I'm gonna give you some examples of things that are probably not gonna be applicable to you if you're just working as an in-home agency and you do not have an office, you're not seeing clients in the office. So. The first section of this is environment of care, and the vast majority of these are not going to be applicable to you. So an example would be number one, is the facility location is easily identifiable from the street. Um, if you're like us, our home office was in our home, we were in a subdivision, uh, or um, and we had an HOA, right? And so one of the HOA rules was you're not allowed to put company signage in, in your lawn or you couldn't like i think one of the rules was actually you couldn't even have a an automobile with business um mm -hmm. with a business sign on it so like there there may be rules in your county about home offices so like you know you're probably not going to be allowed to do this um anyway so um this would be a non-applicable uh one you wouldn't get scored on it so for like these, all of these random items that yeah. would be not applicable, mm -hmm. do you do you just put an A on there, or do you add like a little blurb explaining that you're in home services, blah blah blah, that you're you know providing, you do have you know maybe you have a home base out of your home, yeah, um, but everyone's mobile and you meet virtually and or in a coffee shop or something you know like just kind of explaining how your how your agency works and how these things are not applicable yep so if you look on this sheet in particular if you're looking at it so or if you're listening i'll do my best to describe but they have like number one it's kind of like an excel spreadsheet and then they have the facility is located uh so the the thing that they're wanting uh, to score and then they have yes, no, not applicable. And then below that, there's like a, wa a white block area where you can put information. And so I highly recommend for each one of these, regardless if it's not applicable in your opinion, or if, if you have information to pass this one that you put in notes. So like under environment of care, I would say, 
we are an in-home agency. We do not see clients in our physical location. Um, so we do not have a, any signage. Um, and then, you know, for the next one, number two is the furnishing and decor are appropriately professional and reasonably neat or clean. Again, same thing. We are an in-home agency. We do not have an office. Um, so this would be not applicable and I would just put in those notes. And then if the auditor has any questions around that, you know, he can ask them, he or she can ask them. Um, but at least you have something in there to let them know, okay, this is, this is what, what's going on. And then in the environment of care, well, the vast, again, the vast majority of them, um, you don't need, um, there is one that you well need. Yeah. So it's number 10 on here. So there is a fire safety plan. So you'll still need the fire safety plan. It won't obviously will not be an office fire safety plan. This would be like an in-home fire safety plan. So you'll want a general, like, you know, I'm not getting yeah. into the specifics, but like, like if there's a fire, the house right? and call 911, right? Like, just get, what? Get, yeah. get out, get safe, call 911, right? Is basically what your fire safety plan is going to be. Um, and then I believe that they also want evidence of training of that. So you would just have your fire fire safety plan, and then you would have them sign a piece of paper saying, I was trained on the fire safety plan on this date, right? And then you would just typically for most trainings, you know, a general idea is you're probably going to want to do it again every year, right? So this would be, you know, for a mandated reporter. This is for like fire and evacuation, infectious disease, HIPAA compliance, all of those general trainings. You're probably going to want to do them yearly, um, even if they're super simple right um so that that's one that you're going to need regardless of if you're in home or not and then the rest of it so there are 11 in this section you only really need one if you're in home um and then the rest of of the sheets are going to be needed regardless of whether you're in home or not some ideas on what they're looking for so um, there's a policy addressing safety and security appropriate to where service is rendered. Um, there's a policy and procedure for dealing with life-threatening emergencies. Uh, there's a comprehensive disaster plan, and including continuity of care if their services are disrupted. Uh, there's a policy and procedure on patient rights. So basically, like this whole thing is just a bunch of policies and procedures about very specific things that they're looking for that you're providing. Correct. So this one here, the agency tool itself, so is the agency audit tool is basically policies and procedures. So um, this is like looking for quality, uh, your quality improvement procedure, your Sentinel events procedure, um, that you know the agency completes assessments and all of these policies and procedures. And then when you go to the next uh, one, the record tool, um, this is where now there is some evidence and we'll go back to it if we want to, if we if we want to. But um, really, the the one where you're going to need evidence is the record tool. So it's the second one they send over. And well, and real quick, mm-hmm. I know we might can address this when we get to like the mock plan, the mock uh, client files. Mm-hmm. But um, back to the agency yeah, sure. one. Mm-hmm. This is also where it spells out like what they want, like in the treatment, like how they want the treatment plan. That's true. Um, yes. And so, th- to me, that like 
like yeah, seems so there like are a little some bit evidence confusing. of both. Yes. Yeah. So so um you know make sure that when you are and we'll talk about this more with with the evidence part, but like this is where it spells out like how they want you to do your treatment plan and what they right. want to see in right. it. And so yeah, so like in I think this is what section is this under here? So policies, under and, policies procedures. and procedures. Yeah, so they're looking for like stuff specific to the treatment plan. So the treatment plan behave uh, plan includes objective and measurable goals. Um, includes baseline and mastery criteria. So, you know, some of this one one area that we do help is audit prep. And so we do supply these mock files that you'll need and you'll need two of them. And then below here is like your human resources. So they're also looking for policies, but they want to see evidence as well. So like evidence of ongoing assessment of staff competency. So let's say you have a competency policy, which is one of the things that they're looking for. And then you list out all of this, the trainings or how you measure competency. Um, then they're going to want to see if you spell out any specific policy uh, of trainings that you do to measure competency, then they're going to want to see evidence of that training. So maybe an example of this is under your policy of trainings, you say we train uh, CPR first aid, mandated reporter, infectious disease, cultural competency. And so that's on your list under your competency trainings. Well, then they're going to want to see evidence of those trainings um, in their packet, in their employee packet. Does that make sense? I feel like we're getting confusing. So, and that's okay. probably my fault for like saying, oh, look, the treatment stuff, the treatment plan stuff is here. But like, uh, just go ahead and go back to like the next, the one that you had switched over to. Okay. I can't remember what it's called. So the record the tool? The record audit tool. Okay. So I think this would be a good time to, I'm just going to check and see if we have any questions. Yep. No questions yet, but I think this would be a good time to like ask a couple of questions that I have, but we've answered a good bit of them. Okay. But like, what so so they give you this yes. you get this from optum correct um and then um you have all these pieces and so i'm trying to think like the big categories do you have you're going to need um you're going to need to show evidence throughout both of these but a big category would be staff staff yeah so staff, there are three main three main parts client correct and then like the agency itself policies and Correct. procedures so like the your, functioning of yeah it. so you have your policies and procedures section right which just is the these are our policies and procedures and then you have your your employee stuff which is your employee packet so it's like here are the trainings that they have done here's their resume here's their background check mm -hmm. here you know like that kind of stuff mm -hmm. here's their employment agreement you know things like that and then you're going to have your client side. So here's their intake packet. Here's their treatment plan. Here, here are some session notes, right? And so basically you're going to have it in those three categories. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that just, I just wanted to kind of take a minute to kind of like sure. clean it up a little sure. bit to give like a big picture for those people like me who want to see the big picture first yeah. and then the details. Okay, so what, what do you think, what is next? Because we talked about like, the timeline about it, mm -hmm. like how, you know, how to prioritize all of this. I think you hit that at the beginning where, you know, once you get in your application, then it's, you need to then start it's time. Like, yes. just hitting this even. I mean, perhaps you could start working on this depending on how big your team is, right? Like as simultaneously as you're going to I mean, you, you can, but I just like, so, you know, some people <laughs> will look at this after they've just talked to me and said, they're like, well, I'm not sending in my 
application until I finish the policies. Mm-hmm. My personal opinion is I do not recommend doing that. So I would not delay it. So, it, you know, it's going to be typically. Now, in one instance, it was very quick. It only took them about two weeks for them to respond and send the audit. Um, but typically, it's going to be anywhere from a month to three months before you hear back from them. Mm-hmm. So I would send in my application right away, right? So do the do the credentialing, get your in-network application in, and then start the process. So like, I guess the, what I'm trying to say here is don't delay sending in your application because you look at this list and you're like, I don't know if I can... I, do it, especially yeah. as perfectionists out here are like, yeah. okay, now I have this like year long project. To yes. this together. Yeah. It really... Please don't, please don't do that. Because <laughs> um, right? it's going to definitely be a bottleneck. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing I will say is like, you know, when you do get that email from them and they say, okay, you have two weeks. A lot of times, like these auditors are pretty easy to work with and their goal is not to catch you in uh, Mm -hmm. an issue. Their goal is to make sure that you have what they're asking for, right? Right. And so like, if you're like, hey, I really wanna do this, I'm very, like, this is important to me, but I need a little bit more time. Most of the time, they're like, yeah, sure, okay. Right, Right. like, wow, that was quick, you know, like, yeah. 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 I need more time. And then typically, like, you know, like, again, when we were talking about the score, 90 to 100 is where we want to go. Like when I'm working with someone, the goal is to get 100%, right? Our typical scores are anywhere from 96 to 100%. Um, and, and the one main one that a lot of people avoid is the continuity of care. And now it's just a long, it's overwhelming. And um, so that one can take a lot of time to do. Um, so that one, a lot of people just ignore it and they're like, I'm going to do it later. I don't recommend doing that, but you know, that one, it does, it does take a lot of time to do. Right. Right. Okay. Well, so the other thing is, I guess that would be great to go into now would be, um, talking about the mock files that you do need to send in. Would that be the next step to talk about or? Yeah, so like we, let's go into, before we get into that, let's just go into the human, so we'll go in, cause that's that's the first part of it. So it's the employment stuff, right? So we have um, the human resources side of it. So there's evidence of a criminal background check, right? And this one, a lot of people don't realize that they're an employee, right? Especially if it's a BCBA by themselves, they haven't hired any RBTs mm-hmm. yet. So if you're like, you're going to sign up for like sign up for Optum, like mm-hmm. to be in network with Optum or whatever, and you're going through this process, and you're like, oh, well, I don't have staff yet. Yeah. Would you include like you, would you are make the staff? Your own, would you go ahead and make your own file yes. and you send in your own? You're going to send in one. So when when you're doing this audit, they they require. I believe now they require that you have an employee um, packet for each level. So, so like if you have a BCBA, RBT, you have a BCBA, BCABA, clinical director, yeah. or something. Well, like I don't think separate. it goes that far. No. no, it's like BCBA, RBT, admin staff, something like that, right? Okay. So you need one for each level. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so if you're just BCBA by yourself, you submit your 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 application, um, then you would be one employee and then you would make a mock file for your second employee because you don't need like don't hire an rbt just to pass the audit you would just make a mock file for an rbt for example 
Um, but you would you would need to have a background check done on yourself, right? Um, you would need to verify your license and cert- certification, right? So you have your BCA, your BC, BCA. Oh my goodness. BACB. <laughs> so many, yes. so many letters. Uh, number and then maybe your if, if you need a board of medicine license right. in your state right so like that stuff um and then you're gonna put in your job description in there uh your competency um for each job is in there evidence of ongoing training again this is where it comes back to your competency policy so if you state in your competency policies that we train on these things then you need evidence of that training right that's just something important to do um and then you know evidence of new staff completing their cpr training so you're going to need cpr training i know tricare requires something very specific but i don't believe optum does so just get regular cpr first aid training and you should be good Um, but everybody needs cpr training oh i i just see a comment i might have missed it earlier um, my auditor said I only needed to submit one HR record and one client record. Guess I got lucky. Oh, great. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. if, if I that's, mean, it doesn't hurt to ask. Yeah. Right? No. Yeah. I mean, normally what we see is that there's going to be two to three employee packets and two mock files. But hey, if your auditor said just send one, well, that's awesome. Right. Like, good for you. Um, yeah. And um, then we go into like. This, I believe, is like the session notes, and they want to see like um, stuff like that. So we have another question. What uh-huh. would be acceptable evidence of training? So depends on the training. If it's an Correct. in-house training, then like we would do something as simple as like have a spreadsheet of all the staff in the trainings and then like sign off, you know, and then we would like sign off where they completed it, whatever, you know. Um, and then we would have in their file, we would have, if there were like a competency score mm-hmm. or something, we would have whatever evidence that you needed for that. Or, but if it was like something like um, CPR first aid, CPR first aid, then they would need their CPR first aid card right. or um, like mandate reporter or the thing that you print off when you finish that at the end. Depends on the county. Depends right? on the county. Yeah, so with our county in Northern Virginia, they they could actually go to the county's website and do a mandated reporter training and then print off like a, um, a, com- a not a com- it's not a competence check but it's a completion certification Comple- yeah. of completion or something so, like yeah. that yeah so anything like that if it's like yeah. CU yeah. if it's you know like yeah. so like go back to like that fire escape thing so when we had our agency um, we had to do like the whole fire plan just like you would at school and yes. we had to do like. Um, uh, fire drills or whatever we didn't do them too often um i guess we did them more often when we have more kids to like practice but anyways my whole point here is the we would like go through it right so at one point um we when we moved into our second building we only had staff there for a while we did we only did like client stuff in the summer so even during the time where we didn't have clients we would like take the staff out like once a year and they would have to run through like the fire drill and so then we would just check off that like Susie followed the fire drill like you know so it could be like really simple just enough to just show record of it or if it's something that your state or your um you know area has something more legal or more like formal then 
you know, something yes. like CPR, I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say, more so than like, supply. Yeah, so some of these trainings are going to have <laughs> like certs at the end and some of them are not. But you just want evidence. So yeah. like the fire and evacuation, maybe even infectious disease control, yeah. which we have infectious disease control in our company policies. Yeah. Um, those ones, it would just be, you know, Sally reviewed and answered some questions on it, right? Um, because part of our company policies is we provide questions that you right. can ask your staff. Yeah. So that that would be it, right? And then you may have evidence of the tests that they took, right? And put that in their employee packet as part of what of what training they've gotten, or like a, just a piece of paper that says. I completed the fire and evacuation training uh, on such and such a date, right? Right, like, and if your policy is to do it yearly, then you would like update. Just make that sure they do it yearly. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't think you have to get into that so much during a mock packet, just right. in one. <laughs> right, right, right. So then, you know, once we've gone through like the policies and procedures, we've gone through the uh, the employment packet, and then we get into the client packet. So. And this is where I'm curious about the person that said that they only had to send in one because like part of the reason why they asked for two is because so they can check this one off. Each client has a separate record. Right. So when you're sending in your your mock files, you send them in individually. So PDF one, PDF two. And then, you know, they check off this record because each client has a separate record and they check that by you having two mock files. Right. So so. Um, that's one of them, right? Then each record includes the client's address, the employer, obviously not the employer, but this could be well, all that uh, stuff the school, like in the intake home. packet, yeah. right? Yep. Yep. So this is part of our client sheet. handbook and the medical questionnaire. And then uh, all entries in the records includes responsible service providers' names. So, you know, the BCBA, their degree, re relevant uh, identification number. Um, everything is clearly legible, right? So we want to make sure that they're legible. I'm going to interrupt you for yeah, a second. For so we have another good question. Yep. Mm -hmm. What would mock files for client records look like if you have zero clients when you apply? You make one up. Yeah. So this is, so I highly recommend, even if you currently have clients, don't use their their information, right? Do not uh, like use and redact yeah, information. Redact. I don't recommend doing that. I've seen it too often, right? Where people will say, everything's redacted, Stephen. I got it all done. Um, and then uh, it's not. Right. So, so like, I just, I don't it's recommend. It's just too easy to miss something. And then we've mm -hmm. sent PHI to someone that we probably shouldn't be sending. Now, again, you're sending it to someone that also needs to follow HIPAA. So... It's not necessarily a breach, but it is like, like, did you get consent to send this over to Right, this? it's not that, it's like goes against best practices. Yeah, so like I don't recommend stuff, it. Yeah. Like, it just doesn't feel right to me. Um, and I don't know if it's an ethics violation or a HIPAA violation. It's questionable. I don't, I don't personally recommend it. So if I'm going to do it, like, I just send over mock files. So yeah, so like, I know what we've like helped some clients do is they're mm -hmm. like, they literally say, like, client name, mock client number one, yep. you know, and, and like lives on 123 Smith Lane yep. in Smithville, yep. South Carolina, whatever, right? And you just make it up. And then, um, and I even, um, I can't remember, I think I may have seen it on Facebook, but um, someone was like, oh, well, I had to do mock students, like mock clients for my graduate program. Mm. So I'm just going to use those guys, yeah. you know, these yeah. fake kids yeah. and build on them. And, yeah. um, you know, so maybe, this maybe could be where you could use like your creative outlet just to like, you know, make a character yeah. and a story and yeah. make it all up. Yep. 
And so then you'll need the mock, like, so you'll need your intake packet, your medical questionnaire, like all the forms filled out, like authorization, informed uh, consent, consent, like all of that stuff, right? Uh, um, Authorization to do an assessment, right? The, The financial responsibility is filled out. So all of your intake packet, and then you'll have your treatment plan, Um, And then you'll have your session notes, right? So you'll need protocol modification session note. You'll need a direct service session note. You'll need a um, family guidance session note, right? So those session notes will also need to be included. And then going back to a point that I made earlier, but I just want to reiterate it here is like, so when you're going through this audit, like, so like this part of it, so each record includes client address down in this white section, this is where, again, I would say, okay, this this part of it is in PDF mock file number one on page one to three, right? So spell it out real good for your auditor. Yeah, yeah, that's a good So point. that, like, like, you want your auditor to be your best friend. And so the easier you make this audit for the auditor, um, the, the quicker they're going to get through it. And if there are any issues, like, you know, maybe there's a communication issue or there's a, uh, um, they're not exactly happy, it, perfectly happy with your procedure or something like that, they're going to be much easier to work with on changing that right at that moment to make it pass than they would if you just said, okay, here's all my employee files, here's all my company files, figure it out on your own. Uh, that's not the best way to do it. I do highly recommend. So like even your policies and procedures, when you send that packet over, you know, name it something very obvious, policies and procedures, and then in the audit tool, right? So this would be the, the agency tool uh, when you're going into the there's a policy and procedure on reasonable access to care so then down in here put in this is in policies and procedures dot pdf on page seven through ten right making it very easy for them to see they will love you um and and it will you will speed through the audit right and too you know and this kind of goes for like a recruitment audit as well like when you send an information make it as super simple mega organized you know and like label everything because what happens is we know this stuff it's even if you're brand new and you're you're starting this from scratch like by the time you've got it to the point where you're ready to send it off it makes complete sense to you and maybe even your if you have staff helping or whatever but these auditors they're starting from scratch. This right. is like looks like a foreign language for them sometimes, right? right? right. Like they right. may not know. Right. And so, um, you know, as, as organized and as specific and as clear as you can make it. Yeah. Also, too, sometimes with like the, with the um, recruitment audits, and I think it would fit here too, they may say like, I don't know, initial assessment screens for any current behavior health concerns. I'm just reading mm-hmm. one of these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, look, and they're like, oh, this isn't here. Right. And, and this is missing. Yes. No, this is missing. Yes. And you're, but they don't realize that, oh, this thing on page two in the client handbook matches that, you know? And so, it, yeah, it just makes it easier for everybody yep. and it just spells it out nice and clean. Yep. And, and yeah, and it's even so, good for yourself too. Correct. So, like, and then you have that, right? And then you're organized. And then when you need to update things, you're like, oh, where do I need to go? You know, yep. where is that? Thing and then, that matches some, it? like, and then another recommendation is like 
on your packets, so your employee packet, your client packets, your policies packet. Also, if you can, if your software allows you to, label all the pages. So make it so that it's policiesandprocedures.pdf page one of 18, page one of whatever. So like, again, some people are gonna be printing these off. Mm -hmm. And so if they mix them all up, then like, what page is this? What packet is it? So like that will make, again, it will make it easier for them uh, it'll it'll make it less confusing. It, you'll speed through the process. Yeah. And then some people also, if you want to get like super into it, like especially on a medical questionnaire, right? There are going to be some things that they're going to be looking for and some that they're not going to be looking for. So you may even want to highlight the ones that they're looking for on the medical questionnaire itself, like the allergies one, right, is a good example of this. So you highlight it and then say it's number 15, right? So that they know, okay, I know what page to go in here, and then in the medical questionnaire, I see this is 15, and I can check it off now. So, like, again, you want to make this as easy as possible, and you only want to send over what is necessary to send over, and that's the very same as a recruitment audit, right? So, if they're looking for direct service on that day, don't send them parent training, protocol modification, too. You're only sending over the one service that they're asking for, and this is the same thing in the audit, only send over what's necessary and nothing more. Yeah, Tanya, the completed audit tools should be submitted as well. Yes, Mm -hmm. yep, so I would send this as a single packet, right? So send over the agency tool, send over the record tool, and then put in the labels, and then let them know I've labeled everything in these two tools, uh, for that correspond in my packet, right? Yeah, I mean, it's nice yeah. to like put like a little cover letter, I guess you could call it. Um, it doesn't have to be like, really, like just here's what you're looking at. Yep. Here's what you're looking at. Um, just, it can even just be a bulleted list. Um, yeah. Yep. yeah. So you'll go through again all of this stuff and make sure that uh, again, like it's uh, your daily notes. Um, are, are clear and it, it's who's rendered the service, the length of time, so the time in, time out, and the duration. The note clearly is documented. The target risk behaviors and, uh, are monitored and addressed. There's evidence of notes of communication with the parents and guardians, right? So you're going to want to have everything clear, clearly labeled. Everything needs to be legible. Uh, and then, you know, you're just going to make sure that as you go through it, you're checking it off. Okay, this is the page it's on in the packet. And then you're just going to go through it, right? Um, does that does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, uh, to me, it does. You guys feel free to let us know if anything's... Buzzy so like we're not we're just not going to go through every one of these just because yeah, there's man, so many there's of them, right? But um, I mean, they so really I mean you know that and that's where we kind of started this thing off, and you know that like we can definitely help with this, and yeah. you know and and we do have the the procedures and we have the client handbook and the employee handbook and the yep. policies and procedures. We have all of these things um, that you would need to um, to pass. So, yeah, see. so oh, this is where we, we come in, right? So 3Pi Squared's policies and procedures, uh, we have passed hundreds of these audits. So we've been through hundreds of Optum audits, hundreds of Kaiser audits. We've been through BHCOE preliminary accreditation. We've been through Medicaid audits. 
these things are super comprehensive um, and, and they're built to pass these audits. So when someone comes to me and says, ah, I've got like three days to pass this Optimata, what do I do? Uh, the, the three handbooks that I recommend to them are the company policies, the employee handbook, and the client handbook. And we'll show you some of them here, just give you an idea, a sense of how they look, um, and then I do also recommend the HIPAA policies. While it's not uh, needed to pass the Optum audit or the Kaiser audit, um, you still are required to be following HIPAA. Um, so I, I do recommend that you also get the HIPAA policies. With the HIPAA policies, it has a risk assessment as well. It also has HIPAA training that you can train your staff on. Um, so there are lots of really good things in the HIPAA, but you do not need it to pass the Optum audit. We also have like other handbooks like a supervisor handbook and the RBT checklist, but again, not needed to pass this Optum audit. Uh, the three main ones that you're going to need are the company policies, the employee handbook, and the client handbook. So we'll briefly go through a few of them or a couple of them um, just to show you what they look like. So um, this is our company policies. Um, so the, the first thing is if you have Word, uh, and you've enabled macros and you double click here, you'll just get a pop-up and it'll say, okay, what's your company email? What's your website? Yeah, what's you your company name? Fill it all in quickly. Yeah. So all of these placeholders throughout, like what do you call your behavior techs and what, what, who's your ethics officer and your privacy officer, all these uh, things. Uh, and then it will fill it out throughout the document for you. So all these placeholders throughout the document will change for you. Uh, something that I just like to, like trying to be as transparent as possible. Um, this is a warning, you know, like these documents are for you to use, right? Um, but like I've had companies um, that have removed minimum wage requirements. I've had companies remove sexual harassment policies. I've had companies try to add a contractor agreement for RBTs. Uh, none of those things are good ideas. Uh, but like, so I really highly recommend after you've edited these things that you have someone with HR competency review them um, just because it's so important um, and you, know, you just don't want to be missing right. anything. Right, you may feel like, oh, this isn't important to us, but not realize that it's in there yes. because it's following some Something, guideline yes. that's very important. Correct. And so then we break it down, right? What the company man, uh, company policy manual is all about, how it's broken down. So we have our, our company-wide policies and then we break down policies into procedures if, if we need more detailed information. And then work instructions are like step-by-step -step work instructions. So basically ABA, ABA language here. It's just task analysis, yes, right? You yes, know? Mm -hmm. And then we have our table of contents, right? So, you know, they're looking for quality improvement. We have our quality policy. They want detailed job descriptions. That's our roles and responsibilities. They want a continuity of operation plan. So we supply a, a template for you to use. Uh, they want, again, a competency and awareness is a big part of it, the HR, our HR stuff. So we have competency awareness, how you do the hiring process. Um, the work environment, how we keep everyone safe was another one that they wanted to know about. So we have crisis management training. We have our whistleblower policy. We have our CPR policies. We have our OSHA requirements. Now, it's one thing uh, that, you know, and again, it's really important to have an attorney and talk to an attorney. I am not an attorney, but many of these funders 
while you may be small enough to not have to follow OSHA, when you sign their contract, they may require you to follow OSHA. So like things around MSDSs, ergonomics, um, toxic exposure, things like that, you may be required to follow anyway, even if you don't, um, if, if the state or the government doesn't require you to follow OSHA because of your size, the, the funder may be requiring you to to have those policies in place anyway. So it's just something to be aware of, right? Um, and then we have like um, the client process, right? Which again is another big part of the Optum audit. So, you know, how quickly will you respond to a referral? How do you schedule the intake? What if you can't schedule it in a certain amount of time? What do you do? What documents do you collect? Uh, well, how does the assessment process work? Um, what is the parent participation guidelines? Um, what, what do you do about client and employee safety? How do you discharge um, the, the client? Uh, what do you collect during the treatment plan and data collection and progress notes, right? And then um, where are your client surveys? How do you do that? And what is your client complaint process? And then we break everything down uh, of all of these policies into a uh, spreadsheet with deadlines. So anything that does have a deadline, so how quickly you'll respond to a complaint, um, how quickly you'll get a uh, an intake done. Uh, those things that require deadlines, um, we have those in there. And then again, we have our competency and awareness um, policy for HR, but how do we actually do a background check? So every state does this differently. You're going to have a different company that does your background checks, but like this is a template for you to use. So, you know, this is how we do it. We go on to Good Hire or, and then we fill out their information and then we send them an e and then Good Hire sends them an email and then, you know, the process begins. However you do your background checks, that's you how you would do your policy. So again, your complaint procedure. So how does that work, right? How quickly will you respond to the, the complaint? What if they don't like your response? Is there an appeal process, right? Um, your continuous improvement project. So, you know, what are your inputs of, uh, to continuously improve, right? Some good inputs for continuous improvement, maybe satisfaction surveys, um, um, like um, uh, employee feedback, obviously incident reports, right? So that you can fix any uh, issues if there's like you know issues around um, uh, things that are happening accidents at work that you can resolve those right so what what are your inputs and then what are your outputs um, so we go over that and then how do you control records and documents and infectious diseases in here uh, your continuity of care plan your emergency response plan your disaster plan your uh, anti-discrimination, your fraud and waste. And so we have templates for all of these, right? So this is ridiculously long. It's 275 pages, ridiculously long, but it's super comprehensive. And like, you know, uh, a question I often get is like, dude, do I really need all these policies? Um, and yes. yeah, unfortunately, like in our experience, like uh, we work with 800 <laughs> practices all over the country and it's either a, a state or fed regulation it's or a funder regulation or it's happened to somebody right and so uh, i do highly recommend using as many of these policies as you yeah, can yeah it's really funny right? when we started our um my company my aba agency which started all of this right um i think it was 24 pages yeah. and um we had people complaining they're like oh this so is long. so long <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but yeah, like Stephen said, it's all important. Yes. It's all important. 
And so, like, and you may even find that you need to add something else that's yes, not even yeah, in here. Yeah, and Something's so there, there are still, you know, like, you know, part of what we do is free updates on all of our handbooks, right? right? And so, the reason why I do that, it's probably the best part of what I think we do is like we get collaboration. So you're literally working with like 800 ABA practices all over the country with these handbooks. So like you're not just taking my word for it, right? You're 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 getting feedback from people that are in the trenches doing this all day long and they're emailing me and saying, Stephen, this just happened. What do I do? <laughs> and my, my normal response is, I don't know. And so then we take that feedback. We talk to attorneys. We talk to HR people. We talk to HIPAA people, and and then we will create a policy, and then we distribute it to everyone in those free updates. So like that, that's how we do it, right? Um, and so some of it is going to be highlighted in yellow. So here's their mission statement, right? This is not going to be your mission statement. This is Cornerpiece's mission statement, um, but. Uh, so you're going to need to modify this, right? So these are templates for you to use, but you're still going to need to modify them. And some of the these these policies, you're going to be like, yeah, this works perfectly. I don't have to change anything. And then other ones, you're going to be like, dude, this is the worst policy. Uh, it's not at all what we do. And you're going to need to modify it, right? Um, so that's that's kind of how they work. Uh, but these things even within our company, um, you know, we're we're no my company is no longer active, but um, you know, every I try to do it every year. Um, I of course I would take whatever Stephen, you know, threw out every year. But it, within our very specific company, I would try to do it year every year. It really turned out maybe every two years to even update because you know things within, yeah. especially once COVID hit, everything changed. But like you know, really updating your own policies and like, oh, we changed the call out procedure to this. Oh, let's make sure we update it in the handbook. You know that kind kind of stuff too. So I mean, I think just in general, like changes are gonna flow um, naturally. And so, like, one of the things, again, they look for is the, the quality policy, right? So, again, we have a quality policy for you here, but it's probably not going to be your quality policy. So, this is where you can modify it based on well, your Well, and I think, too, I mean, I, I, I think that, so, if, you, if you're like, okay, we're getting started, we want to mm-hmm. go ahead, we want to get in with Optum, since that's kind of, like, what brought us to to talking about this to you guys today is because we're getting so many questions about Optum mm-hmm. and it does seem overwhelming. It's like, okay, well, we don't have all these things in place yet. We don't even really know what we want our call out procedure to be Correct. or, you know, like, you know, the little minimal things or we yep. don't really know exactly how we want to set up our intake process yet. Yep. This is a really great place to start, right? Because yes. it doesn't matter. Like, this is going to pa- pass an Optum audit, and then as you get going, as you form your own identity as mm-hmm. an agency, as a provider, then you can start changing. And you know, even if, if there is no Optum, you know, audit or yeah. thing here, whatever, like just being able to have something to start with, and then you can shape it and Absolutely. change it yeah, um, yeah. as you go. I mean, like I, I often say, like all of these policies and procedures, your documentation is going to be, it's a living document, right? right? So like as you change and grow, these things are meant to change and grow, right? And so, yeah, like use them as best, if they're working, great. But if they're not, then modify them, right? right? And so, yeah, like, you know, we're go- I'm, 
I'm showing the client handbook now, but like, you know, we have a, a big old section on uh, excessive lightnesses and, and missed appointments and how they handle running late and what if you need to change your schedule and what, I, what happens if an employee cancels, right? These may work for you off the bat. And then you're like, oh, wow, these aren't working for us anymore, or we want to put more detail or we want to change it slightly then change it, right? The, the only thing you'll just have to let your clients know, we made these changes, send them out the new handbooks. But yeah, that's that's totally right. right and, have your, and have your person, your HR person, like review mm-hmm. over, yep. you know. Yep. Um, so there's, there's, I want to make sure that we don't leave out um, probably my favorite part of all of this when we're looking at the Optum audit is the crosswalk that you have created. So yeah, so uh, the other part, so you can buy the handbooks, right? That will get you through the audit. Um, And again, you should get 100%. If you don't, please email me and let me know what you missed. Um, Many times it it is for those reasons that we've already discussed, right? Like the auditor's like, uh, I don't know where this is. I'm not marking it, right? And so again, the more details that you can provide, it's on this page, highlighting it, circling beside it, which one, the, the better off you are, right? The easier it's gonna be for them to do it, the higher the score you're gonna get. But again, our typical scores are 96 to 100%. Um, but if you need that additional help, this is where our audit prep support comes in. So we provide up to 10 hours of one-on-one consulting as you're going through this. Some people use them, they're like, okay, Steven, you're gonna be my auditor first, so I'm gonna show you around virtually my office see if I'm missing anything right what are we gonna check so we'll actually do like uh, an audit essentially Um, and then um, the other thing that we also provide with that is our crosswalk so we have the audit um, check sheets in an Excel uh, format uh, that we'll provide to you that goes through okay here's their requirement here are the policies and procedures in our handbooks that pass that requirement. So you don't have to guess, you don't have to figure it out on your own, you just use our crosswalk and then you'll be able to uh, um, just put in the policies that you need. And then the other thing that we supply within our audit prep support are those two sets of mock files. So that we have the treatment plans, um, we have the, um, the, um, the session notes, that come with those. And then all you'll have to do is take the client handbook and and fill out the intake packet um, for the evidence on the mock files. And then the only thing that you'll need to supply is the employee evidence, right? So like, I can't run a background check on you, right? So like, I can't run a background check on your staff. So that stuff, um, I can't train your staff, right? So you'll take the policies, train your staff, and and then um, supply the evidence of the training, supply the evidence of the background checks, all of that, the resumes, all of that stuff that is required of the um, of the employees. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I that's mean, that's a lot. That's a uh, lot of information. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that that's really it in yeah. a nutshell. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not sure if anyone's. I can't see. Uh, if anyone's still there, but um, any further questions? We have a couple minutes. Yeah. Um, I'll keep my eye on the comments, but no, I, I do think that it's um, that that we have a system that will help make a really complicated, overwhelming 
process a little easier. Yeah, I mean, the feedback that I've I've gotten through these, like I said, like everyone, we've never had anyone fail this thing. That's for sure, right? Like everyone passes uh, with our handbooks um, and they've, you know, the feedback that I get is like, thank you for making a really overwhelming task um, easy. To, to do right we've, we've again i do not recommend doing it this way but we've had people like hey steven like i've got two days to do this audit uh, i i need your handbooks and they have completed the audit and passed using our handbooks with two days right like i don't rec again i do Please not recommend do that. doing that <laughs> um so like again my recommendation to you my hope for you is that like if you're going to need our help that as soon as you send in that application, you're then getting the handbooks and then, you know, making them your own and then um, you're ready. Right. So like you need an employee handbook anyway. Right. So like, you know, and then the other thing that I will mention is beyond the optim audit. Right. Like uh, many people don't want to work for a startup. Right. Um, and so if you have these policies and procedures that are very clear, understandable, you, you, it just like. Uh, you got it together, right? You look professional, right? You look streamlined. You look like you know what you're doing. Um, and yeah, and, it's like and a point. yeah, and so like when when you can show that to your staff that you're potentially hiring, they're like, oh wow, yeah, they know what they're doing. And and like like trust uh, us, I guess maybe if you want to. Uh, but like we've <laughs> we've had staff uh, that we or interviewed people, and they're like, wow, like wow, you guys really know what you're doing right like the feedback is like you have so much in place and the last company that i was with they had none of this right right um, like i think because you know so we would just... like when we bring people in for interviews we were very transparent we're like hey we're a small biz here like mm -hmm. and especially when we were hiring our first bcba we're <laughs> like welcome to our living room <laughs> um but no i think it's um it does it does help give that person coming onto your team or potentially coming onto your team a good feeling that oh they they already have this together they're organized they have things in place so yeah definitely yeah. and it just makes your life easier yeah. right and so again like when you're doing this audit i highly recommend using their agency tool and then noting in exactly where in your packets that you have the policies and procedures or the the line items that they're looking for in the medical questionnaire it just again it just makes their job so much easier it, it's going to make this audit go so much faster you will get a higher score and then the last thing i'm going to say is before you sign that contract rate negotiate with optum please do it um yes. and i think that's really it so um thank you guys for joining us today it was really nice to have some live questions um, yeah questions and to help steer the conversation to get to make sure that we're giving, giving you, you guys what you need, what you need. Yeah. so if there are any further questions or you know anything that you guys need just reach out to us see you later I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to learn more about 3Pi Squared and the products and services that we provide, please go to www.3pisquared.com. And if you enjoy our podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you could subscribe or add it to your favorites. This way you won't miss any episodes. And you can also check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn by searching 3Pi Squared. Thank you so much for listening.